Good morning again, Grace Covenant. How is everyone this morning? Uh, for those of you that are new or visiting or have a really bad memory like I do, my name is Pastor Tyler, and we are in a series in Ephesians called Chosen. Chosen following a God who is for us, meaning that God has chosen us to receive his grace, his mercy, his love, his kindness, and his forgiveness. And we are looking at how do we respond to God and his character. Week one was Ephesians 1, and we looked at chosen for praise. Last week was Ephesians 2, and we looked at chosen for grace. And this week, we are looking in Ephesians chapter 3, chosen for freedom, because God's grace, God's mercy, God's love, God's forgiveness breaks down every barrier between us and God, breaks down every wall that separates us from the love of God. And in that, we are free to approach God with freedom and confidence. So if you would be able to find Ephesians 3 in your Bible, and while you are finding Ephesians 3 in your Bible, I just want to reiterate a couple of announcements that Pastor Nathan shared in the video announcements. And Jim already talked about small group, and I'll just say one more thing about small groups. I do not want Grace Covenant to just be a body of believers, a family that meets on Sunday. I want us to be a family, a body of believers that is meeting throughout the week. So highly, highly encourage you to get involved in a small group. Uh, number two, we are still in need of volunteers. Sunday and the rest of the week does not happen without your support, without your service, without you volunteering in, in media and sound, in life groups, in children's ministry. So if you are feeling called by God to, to serve and help out in this church, would love to have you volunteer wherever you feel called to volunteer. Contact our office or contact me. Uh, there's a volunteer brochure in the back that has all of the different opportunities to volunteer in this church. Uh, Thirdly, the annual meeting is next Sunday. I know everyone is really excited for the annual meeting. Or at least hopefully you're really excited for the food before the annual meeting. It's going to be Italian. It's going to be a potluck. It's going to be great. We're going to fill our bellies. And then we are, dis we are going to discuss uh, where God is leading Grace Covenant in 2020. So it's going to be right after second service. I hope you can come and we're going to have tons of fun and uh, the meeting should be really wonderful as well. And then finally, and this is the most important announcement I have, is we have coffee now right back there. So if uh, you find yourself dozing off, falling asleep, uh, during the next 20 to 30 minutes of me talking up front, uh, there is liquid Jesus, which I call caffeine, uh, there in the back. Feel free to get up out of your seat and, and have a cup, or obviously you can have a cup after the service as well. So just know that there is caffeine uh, coffee in the back. Um, let's pray together before we get in. Ephesians chapter 3. 
Father God, we are again so thankful, so grateful for this day. For the opportunity to come before you in worship. For the opportunity to come before your word and hear what you have to share with us this morning. Thank you that we can gather together in fellowship. God, still our hearts and still our minds for, for what you have to say to us this morning. And may your Holy Spirit be present and active in our hearts and minds, helping us to grow in the ways that you want us to grow and be transformed evermore into your love and your likeness so that we can follow you and love and serve one another. God, I pray that it would be your words that flow from me this morning and not my own. I pray this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And everyone at Grace Covenant said, Amen. Amen. So this week, we are looking at Ephesians 3, chosen for freedom. And, and the definition of freedom that I want to give to you this morning is freedom is the ability. Freedom is the ability to be present with God without any constraints. Freedom is the ability to be present with God and to have God present with us without any constraints, without anything weighing us down, without sin burdening us, without sin blinding us to the revealed God, to the revealed grace, to the revealed love and mercy that is in Christ Jesus. That is what freedom is. It's not a worldly freedom. It is a kingdom freedom. It is not a freedom of us fulfilling our own flesh and desires. It is a freedom of following God and loving and serving one another. So Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 1. Paul writes, For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles. I want to stop right there. As I said, uh, when I introduced the book of Ephesians, Paul is writing likely from prison in Rome around 60 AD. In his missionary journeys, he had traveled to Ephesus and spent about three years in Ephesus. So from prison, he is writing back to the church that he ministered to. But Paul wasn't always a missionary. Paul wasn't always a prisoner of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Paul started his life as a persecutor of the church. Paul, who was then called Saul, was part of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish ruling authority. And Paul wanted to do everything and anything he could to stop the spread of the good news of Jesus' death and resurrection. That was his purpose in life. That was his mission in life. And then as he was going to Damascus, likely to persecute more Christians, he met the living God on the road to Damascus. And in meeting the loving God, the living God, the grace-filled God, 
the Apostle Paul, who once had freedom of status, who once had freedom of reputation, who once had freedom of authority and freedom of mobility. The Apostle Paul, who once was a man of esteem, once was a man of worldly promise and success. The Apostle Paul gave up all of those freedoms. Meeting the living God on the road to Damascus, he was changed. And in being changed, he ended up in chains. He ended up in prison for the sake of Christ. It wasn't a worldly freedom. It was an eternal freedom. A freedom to know the love of God. In coming to know the grace, love, mercy, and forgiveness of God, Paul gave up his earthly freedoms for a kingdom freedom. Even in chains, he was free. Even in chains, he was free from worry, free from discouragement, free from having to please others. And he wasn't just free from something. He was free to go towards something. He was free to approach God with confidence. He was free to know the mystery of God's plan of reconciliation and restoration. He was free to live for God's kingdom and not his own kingdom or Rome's kingdom. Most of all, he was free to have faith. He was free to know the love of God which surpasses all knowledge. He was free to know that love, free to know that Savior, free to know that King, King Jesus. And in that, he gave up his life. He gave up everything he had to follow Christ. So brothers and sisters, my question for us this morning is where will freedom lead you? Where will freedom lead us? Where will freedom lead Grace Covenant? Will it lead us to the way of the world? Or will it lead us to follow Christ? Let me continue on. Verse 2. Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace, Paul writes, that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit of God to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise of Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given to me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me 
to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are for your glory. What is freedom, brothers and sisters? Number one, freedom stand, extends and comes from God's grace. It is because we have God's grace. It is because we have God's mercy. It is because we have God's love that we are free to live in that love, to be present in that love, and not just to be present in that love individually with God, but to be present in that love, in that grace, and in that peace together as a community. Number two, it allows us to know the mystery. It allows us to know the mystery of God. And for those of us who have been in the church a long time, this mystery seems commonplace and it seems obvious. But back when Paul is writing, it wasn't obvious that Gentiles were included in God's plan of reconciliation and, recon and restoration. It wasn't obvious that all people could approach God. That was something new back then because they used to think that it was only by becoming a Jew that you would have access to God. But, but because of God's grace through Christ, all people now have access, which allows, number three, all of us to be able to approach God. We have the freedom to approach. There is nothing, nothing that stands in the way or can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And ultimately, ultimately, we are free to see the revealed God. In God's grace, we are free to see the revealed God in Christ Jesus. That means we have no more blinders. That means we are no longer blinded by sin, blinded by worry, blinded by fear, blinded by insecurities, blinded by stress, blinded by what other people think of us, blinded by what the world thinks of us. Those blinders are taken off. Our eyes can see and our ears can hear God and God's word because of the freedom that is given to us through God's grace. When I came to Colorado, one of the things I realized is that the closer I get to the mountains, the less I can actually see of the full glory of the mountains. As I go west, 
I can't see the snow-capped peaks. Not that I don't love the brown-capped peaks of, of the foothills, but I have to go and drive east to be able to see a full picture of the glorious mountains, to be able to see the snow-capped peaks in the winter. And with God, that's sometimes what we need to do. We can be so blinded by what's right in front of us, so blinded by our daily concerns and worries and fears that we forget to take a step back, that we forget that God is in control. We forget that God's love covers us. We forget to look into eternity and into hope and into the security that God's love brings us. Sometimes we are so blinded by the things of the world, we forget the things of God. We are so blinded by the stresses and insecurities that the world brings into our lives that we forget the things of God. I want to look at verse 13 in Ephesians 3 for a second where Paul says, I ask you therefore not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are for your glory. It would be easy, brothers and sisters, for Paul to complain about his imprisonment. It would be easy for Paul to, to create an identity around his imprisonment. But he doesn't. He knows his identity. He knows his worth. He knows his purpose. And that is he is a prisoner in Christ. He is a prisoner for Christ and for his gospel, for his good news. And I know in my own life and potentially in your life, we are often weighted down by past hardships and present failures. We are often weighted down by identifying ourselves with what we have failed to do in the past and with what we are suffering in the present. In God, it is a new day. In God, it is a new identity. You do not have to be identified by your past and even by your present. Let God identify you by who he is his love, his mercy, his grace. You don't have to work for that identity. You don't have to work for that identity. It is given to you in Christ. Some of you, uh, as I was candidating and as, as my name was uh, given as the possible next pastor at Grace Covenant Church. Some of you uh, stalked me on various social media platforms and looked at my sermons. Uh, so what I'm about to say, some of you may have already heard in the past, but in, in looking at freedom and looking at not being weighted down by the things of this world, I wanted to share just a small part of my testimony a small part of how I went from being weighted down by insecurity, being weighted down by what the world 
thought of me and truly living in to the mystery of God's grace. I was born 34 years ago with a condition known as Golden Haar Syndrome. And with that condition, I was born without ears. I was born with a crooked jaw. I was born with heart problems. In my life, I've had 33 surgeries. And yes, the, the physical pain of those surgeries was difficult. Yes, going into hospital rooms and sitting on hospital beds and having IVs put in me constantly was difficult. How can a loving God, how can a grace-filled God, how can a God of freedom allow something like that to happen? But even more than that physical peace was the emotional and psychological peace. As a kid, because I looked different, I was treated different. And for me, I thought freedom lied in happiness. And I thought that happiness lied in getting other people to like me, to stop teasing me, to stop bullying me. And I tried many, many, many things to try to get other people to like me, to try to get other people to love me, to try to fit into church and community. And one of the other things I tried is in my, my bag here. And that is I wore prosthetic ears. And I thought that by wearing these prosthetic ears, I would have the freedom to look like other people. That would give me freedom to be accepted and to be loved and to be cared for. And what I realized is that what I thought was my freedom to look like others, to be included with other people, was actually enslaving me, was actually weighing me down. Because it was a distraction from who God truly created me to be. It was a distraction from me receiving the grace, love, mercy, and forgiveness of God. So God told me to throw that which was enslaving me away. And it's a long process. And every single day, every single day, I have to remember I am free and loved and forgiven. But oh, what a weight was taken off when I was able to throw away my ears. What a weight was taken off when I was able to step back from that which was enslaving me. And the great thing is that God doesn't, through his grace, just free us from things. He frees us towards him, towards his love, towards his majesty, 
so that we can say with Paul and that I can say with Paul starting in verse 14. For this reason, because of God's grace, because of God's mercy, because barriers are broken down in our lives, we can kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, Paul writes, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. 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 Freedom will lead us into Christ's love, and in Christ's love, we are able to be rooted and established. Rooted and established. Brothers and sisters, Grace Covenant, where are your roots? Where is your foundation? What are you building your foundation on? Quickly, Matthew 7, 24 through 27, Jesus gives the parable of the wise and foolish builders, and in that Jesus writes, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Brothers and sisters, there is an enemy out there. There is an enemy out there that wants to do everything he can to disrupt this church. There's an enemy out there that wants to do everything he can to disrupt your relationship with God. There is an enemy out there that wants to do everything he can to encourage all of us to follow the ways of the world, to fulfill our fleshly desires. There's an enemy out there that doesn't want the church to love mercy and do justice in this world. And the only way we will fight back against that enemy is to be rooted and established in love. Love of God love of one another, in community with one another. And the amazing thing about being rooted and established in love is that then 
we start to truly know the depths of that love. In a relationship, yes, you may know that one another, uh, each other loves one another, but you don't know the depths of that love that you have for one another for decades. And that still grows year after year after year. The same is with Christ. The same is with God. As we continue to read God's word, as we continue to pray and encourage one another, our love and understanding of each other and of God will grow. That's why intentional community is so important. Because we can come to scripture together, learn about God together, and continue to love one another so that we can know the depths of that love that sets us free from sin, sets us free from Satan, and ultimately sets us free from death. And in Christ's love, we can know that which surpasses knowledge, the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. And don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, I love knowledge, I love wisdom, I have a very expensive certificate on my bookshelf that says I, am, uh, I have some wisdom that was given to me at some point that I paid a lot of money for. I love wisdom. I love knowledge. But brothers and sisters, I don't care what you know. I don't care what you know. I care who you love. I care who you love. And I care that together, we are forming habits of love for one another. Habits of loving God and each other so that we can serve one another and be a community that knows one another. And the first three will help us understand the last one. We serve a God that can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Grace, covenant, do not put God in a little box. Do not shortchange what God can do in and through you for your life and in and through you for this community. God can break through fear. God can break through insecurity. God can break through stress. God can do more. And even more than that, as a community, with us being the church, God can end sex trafficking. God can end racism. God can end poverty. God can do more, brothers and sisters. Let us let his spirit, his Holy Spirit, work in and through us so that we are a church that believes and lives out that God can do more. And in that spirit, if you are new like I am, um, you don't know this, but if you have been here 
over the past few years, and especially over the past year, usually the third Sunday of the month has been Celebration Sunday, where we have, have taken together all of the praises that, that all of you have noticed within the course of the past month. And, and usually Steve has put that together and then sometimes shared it from the pulpit. I want us to be a church that recognizes where God is doing more. So in February, on the third Sunday, we are going to hold another Celebration Sunday where we take a list of all of the things that God is doing in your life and in this church. Lift those up to God. Speak those to God and praise him and thank him for all of the things that he is doing in our lives, in our church, and in our communities. So if over the course of the next few weeks, you have a praise to God that you want to share, you can fill that out on the connection card that's in your bulletin. You can call the church office. You can email me, and we will put those together so that we can share them with one another. Because not only does God set us free, he leads us in freedom with him so that we can do more and his glory his majesty and his kingdom can be revealed and proclaimed to the world i want to close with this in galatians 5 1 paul writes that it is for freedom christ has set us free it is for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not be burdened by a yoke of slavery. I've been enslaved by many things in life. Insecurity, stress, ears. They're horrible. I don't, I don't know why you guys like ears. I have been enslaved by so many things. And yet, God. And yet, God's grace. And yet, God's mercy. And yet, God's forgiveness. We are not slaves to fear. We are not slaves to the evil one. We are not slaves to anything but God's grace if we are going to be in chains, if we are going to be imprisoned, let us be imprisoned in freedom for the eternal grace and love and mercy that Christ offers us. What is it, brothers and sisters, that you need to throw away? What is it that you need to throw away that's weighing you down, that's burdening you, that's creating a barrier between you and the living God. By God's grace, you will be able to throw that away. And by God's grace, you will know him and know the God that can do more and know the God whose love surpasses not just all knowledge, but all things. Let us live in that God and let us live in that freedom. Let me pray. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for the reminder 
that we have been set free from anything that constrains us, anything that creates a barrier between you and us. Help us to live in that freedom. Help us to love you more. Help us to grow in you more. And God, always, always remember. Help us to remember, to ask the question, where will freedom lead us? Where will freedom lead us? Will it lead us to the cross? Will it lead us to your love? Will it lead us to your Son? And will it lead us to eternity? Yes, that is where I want freedom to lead me. Yes, that is where I want freedom to lead Grace Covenant Church. And yes, that is where I want freedom to lead the people of this community and of this world so that all people may know who you are and worship you and glorify you and serve your kingdom. Thank you, God, for who you are, for your love, and that we can sit in your presence every hour of every day. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I would like uh, the prayer team to come forward. I want us to be a church that prays together, that, that shares our burdens together, that shares what's enslaving us together so that we can help one another and pray for one another into the freedom of Christ. So if there is something this morning that is weighing you down, something this morning that is creating a barrier between you and the love of God. I would love for you to, to come forward and pray with our prayer team. They are here for you and want to pray along with you. So I offer up that opportunity uh, if you feel led this morning. Now, if you would remain standing and receive this benediction from Paul. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Fear, anxiety, stress cannot separate us from God. Go in peace, brothers and sisters, in freedom to love and to serve the Lord and to love and serve one another. Amen.